Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mac Performance Podcast should not solely be the source of information for your physical and mental health. You should consult a physician licensed in your location in all matters relating to your health. Welcome back to the Mac Performance Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Melissa MacDonald. And today we're going to be kind of diving into infertility. This is a space that is affecting a lot of individuals. And well, really right now in our traditional medical system, the only people that can deal with infertility, have to be able to afford it. And today, we are joined by Monica Cox, who is the top holistic functional fertility coach and infertility warrior. She uses a combination of her qualifications as a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and a psychic K facilitator to support women in finding the root cause of their infertility issues to become the conscious person they were born to be. She's dealt with years of unexplained infertility, failed IVFs, and survived several miscarriages before becoming an IVF mom and getting pregnant naturally, even though the doctor said there was nothing she could do to improve her situation. And this may be a space that you are in right now. You are trying to have a family and are unable to and are just hitting a bunch of roadblocks either from the space of unaffordability or to inaccessibility. So today we're going to go through some holistic natural ways that can easily be implemented with food, diet, and activity changes. And I can't wait to hear what Monica has to say. So let's dive in. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you. How are you in that snow? <laughs> oh, I'm good. Yes, way too much snow here in Minnesota this year. It's kind of crazy. So with that, we're going to be talking about infertility today. And I think this is kind of modern society's little secret is how much infertility there is. So I think let's start there. What is infertility? How much is it and how frequent is it? Yeah, well, infertility is literally a made up term by the Western Medical Society, where if you don't get pregnant within a certain amount of time, then you're dealing with fertility issues. 
it's really complete BS at this stage of the game, considering how much knowledge and technology we have, how much knowledge we have about the body, how it works, that we're still literally putting women's fertility in a little box and almost shoving it to the side or just giving it to the IUI clinics, the IVF clinics and saying it's, you got to fix it. Right now, the stats are about one in eight in America. They're, I think, one in six in Canada and the UK. But I would say that they're a lot higher than that. I don't think there's anyone out there that doesn't know someone who knows someone that's done a round of IVF or struggled or dealt with several miscarriages. It's still a very taboo subject because it's our lady bits. And for some reason, society is very scared to talk about those. My conspiracy theory is because they have so much power. (laughs) It literally gives birth. It gives life, right? So yeah, my mission is really to create conscious mamas. We were all born one, whether we want to have children or not. We have this innate wisdom inside of us. And when we start dealing with fertility issues, we lose some of our identity. And it's now time to just take that power back. Very few people can call themselves infertile. Very few people are actually indeed dealing with infertility. Those people have structural issues, meaning no womb, no ovaries. Most people have a penis, but let's just say no sperm to ejaculate from. That's a very, very minute part of the community. The rest of us are having mental and emotional issues, physical issues with our guts, our adrenals, our liver. And because those things control our fertility, that is the issues we should really be looking at, not our lady bits. So let's see if I can kind of summarize what I gleaned from that is that because we aren't respectful of our body's ability to regulate our hormones, this dysregulation that can occur because of daily life and stress is leading to a lot of our issues that are presenting as infertility. Yes. Yeah, very much so. The hypothalamus, the penile, the pituitary, your thyroid, your adrenal, your liver, your gallbladder, and your gut health, those are the things that regulate all those things. They need to be at a certain level of health to do the things that you need to do. And because fertility, you don't need it to survive. It will be one of the first things your body shuts down so it can literally keep you alive in the other areas that it's struggling. So even people who aren't dealing with quote unquote fertility issues and get pregnant, there's still major issues there. And we're seeing across the board with all fertility levels, the amount of people who are having difficult pregnancies with digestional diabetes, preeclampsia, the list goes on with that. I don't even want to get into the birth realm because that's not my space, but you talk to some of the top holistic OBGYNs and holy hell, there's a whole level there. And then our children. And and as a society, we're like, what, 400% more sicker than the 60s, 70s? And we really got to start to look at the beginning, the, the egg and the sperm. That is the beginning of it. And we've just taken fertility for granted, rightly so. We shouldn't have to overthink these things. This is just a natural part of life. But over, I would say, probably three decades, it's just gotten slowly worse and worse and worse. And because we have a medical society that is so in boxes, right? You have your specialists here, 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 and here. 
fertility has been put into this box. And with me, this was my issue because everything looked fine. I had normal periods. I had all the working bits. I was cycling. They're like, well, it's just unexplained. And they weren't willing to look anywhere else in the body. And so I'm not an academic, right? Give me like roller skates, rainbows, cartwheels. I started having to figure this stuff out for myself. I started having to figure out endocrine system and gut microbiome and all these like big terms. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is not my realm. But obviously it is my realm because now I'm speaking about it. And now I'm like, hey, let's wake up because the fact of the matter is, and I know this sounds like a conspiracy, but in three more decades, if we're here already, what's three more decades going to look like? Are we going to have these biological boxes where babies are grown in test tubes, like real, not in a uterus anymore, because we just don't even have the capability of doing that anymore because we just kept going and we didn't stop and go, hey, what is the major issue here? So I guess from that standpoint, where, where does someone start? Like they are attempting to have a child with their partner. And they've been given that explanation of, you know what, sperm counts good, you're cycling, everything should be fine, and yet they're still not conceiving. What do they do? Where do they go? Yeah, so that's when you have to start taking radical responsibility. You have to look at your common and normal health issues that you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. Dealing with fertility issues, they're not in hospital. They're not super sick. They're most of them aren't dealing with, let's say, cancer or like these big major issues that you would shine a spotlight on and go, hey, here's why, right? We're all overachievers, type A's, on the go all the time, trying to control everything. And it's that radical responsibility of like, okay, I've got a lot of stress in my life. I overwork. I overplease people. Actually, my gut health is bad. I have constipation or diarrhea or I don't sleep right or maybe my hormones are off, but my doctors say they're not that bad. They're just on the borderline. And so if you start looking at your normal and common health issues, because like I said, that's the stuff that actually contributes to your fertility, that controls your fertility, you can start doing finding the right path for you. So maybe it is a mental and emotional thing. So you seek out the mental and emotional support that feels right for you. You start to de-stress. You say no at your job. You say no to your friends. You say no to your family. You start detoxing all the crap out of your life. Maybe it's your diet. Maybe you're like, okay, maybe I'm not the worst eater in the world, but I do heavily rely on canned sauces or box products. Maybe I need to bring more vegetables into my life. So it's really just being super radical on where your issue might stem from. My job and one of my superpowers is having a one-hour conversation with someone and getting those little bits out, right? So if you can't do it for yourself, just go seek someone who uses a holistic functional approach that can actually pinpoint like, hey, like I do these discovery calls and one of the discovery calls landed on clutter. She had so much clutter in her house that it was so overwhelming and causing all this anxiety to her. 
And I think she left a little bit disappointed because she wanted the supplements and the diet and all this. And it was like, that clutter is causing so much anxiety that you're not actually able to do the things that you want to do in your life. Another thing people can do is look at look at their life and imagine a baby sitting there looking at them and almost judging them, right? Like, hmm, that's my potential mom. And just get real, real with yourself. And would you want that baby to come into your life right now? Are you full of anxiety? Are you full of sadness? Are you feeling hopelessness? Are you not doing your diet the way you want to do it, the way you know you do it? And those are the areas that you can just take some radical responsibility and go, okay, I'm going to take this one thing because there might be 20, but let's just start with one and slowly rebuild and reconnect and build new habits around that. Oh, but that can be so hard, especially when someone is dealing with the want of a child and yet now they're not being able to conceive and that lack of conceiving can then exacerbate Mm -hmm. all those mental health and self-worth, internal self-worth conversations because you're not being successful at something society almost has deemed the only thing you're worth for, yeah. which yeah. that's that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> it's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> yeah. But oh, that yeah. that can be super frustrating and very challenging to your mental health and make it even further exacerbate the problem. So it sounds more along the lines of dealing with I don't want to say mundane, but kind of dealing with mundane minor inconveniences your body perceives, and maybe not minor inconveniences might not be the right word, but things that add extra stress and that combined stress puts your body outside of rest homeostasis, mm-hmm. which is when it's like, oh yeah, we, we, can, we can do this child production thing. We, we can build a new human. Yeah. We can do that versus, oh my gosh, we're barely hanging on by a thread. We do not want to add the additional stress of creating a new human right now. Exactly. So first of all, you can't want and have at the same time. You can't want something and have it at the same time. So you almost have to trick yourself into believing you already have, right? You already have that baby coming to you. You know you do. It's there. It's waiting for you. The reality is it's waiting for you to sort yourself out. So when you take that radical responsibility and you look at those mundane or those big things that you need to deal out, being a hoarder is a big issue for people. There's a lot of mental and emotional things tied up into there. So it can feel like a really big task. So it's literally like starting with one box a week. You take one box a week, you take a week to go through it and release it. So it's all those little baby steps. Most fertility issues have nothing to do with fertility or the baby. It's all the internal BS that you've collected along the way, which is mental and emotional. And then you, your mental and emotional will literally turn into physical aspects. And then you just take the standard American diet, the chemicals that are around us, like all that just compounds it, right? Like our ancestors did not have to overthink fertility because they weren't dealing with the stuff we deal with today. So it is really taking those baby sips, but you have to be really responsible because 
you didn't purposely put yourself in this position, right? No one wanted to be quote unquote infertile, dealing with fertility issues, mental health issues. No one did that purposely to themselves, but you're the only one who can get yourself out of that now. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And that is by, one, accepting and realizing it, and then finding the support you need, wherever that is, right? Wherever you feel that your community is to get that support, because to try to do it alone is like climbing Mount Everest without support. But you bring up one of the hardest things that people (laughs) have is asking for help (laughs) or seeking help Mm -hmm. because society has basically said, nope, you're going to do everything alone. And if you're not doing it alone, you're a failure. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you're you're putting forth probably one of the hardest (laughs) challenges. I mean, you've said two things that are very triggering. Mm -hmm. Using of the word no and asking for help. Yep. <laughs> Can you make this any harder? Yes, but let's just start there. Yeah, it's being vulnerable, right? And I'm telling you right now from someone, it took me eight years. I mean, I had my IVF baby. Yes. It took me six years to have my IVF baby. It took me eight years to have my natural pregnancy. I did it alone for a long time. I could have got there a lot quicker if I would have been vulnerable. I was not taught. I th- That was a weakness in my family. Crying was a weakness, asking for help, showing your emotions, all that was a weakness. And that was a big problem because I didn't want to take that radical responsibility. I didn't even know it was there, to be honest. And so by sharing my story, sharing my journey, sharing what I learned, And telling you these things, I think that's one of whether it's a fault or a blessing, is that radical honesty. If someone's super honest with you, whether you're ready to hear it or not, at least it it's like a pebble in the water, right? It will start those ripples. So even if you hear it and you want to just tell that person to F off, or you don't accept it or you don't believe it, at least it's in there now. And it will start this ripple and it might take you hopefully only a few months. It might take you a few years, but it's there. And eventually you will put down your barriers because they're so heavy to carry by yourself. And they they literally just make your life so much harder. So when you come into parenthood after years of infertility, or let's say it was easy, and you're still holding up those walls, I promise you, your child will take a sledgehammer and start knocking that stuff down and the battles and the triggers that you will get. Because I think that's part of having children is they're there to help you expand. It will be hard because when you're by yourself, like quote unquote, by yourself, right? You're not in motherhood yet. You have that space and time to deal with all your BS where when you have children, you now your time like it's just fact your time is like slashed right and you have this little human to take care of so you can't just go 
I need a mental break. Um, it's too much. I'm walking out, right? There's so many times I'm like, I just need a weekend. Just give me the weekend. And it it's not there. So the longer you hold on to them, the longer you keep those walls up, it does just become heavier and harder. And eventually, not for everyone, but I do hope for people that they will come down because then you can start expanding and letting the joy and the love in. in. I think the thing that I'm liking about this is it's a lot of self-realization, but it's also a lot of things that aren't necessarily barriers. IVF is incredibly expensive. Like, and it's typically, at least in the United States, not covered by our insurance or not well covered by our insurance, making it, again, very expensive. You, you have to be able to financially afford it. And even supplements can be very expensive. You have to be able to afford it. But right now, this management of just stress and our environment, that is something that everyone can control. Granted, I do recognize depression bipolar, ADHD, a lot of these health conditions and mental spaces that people can get into can have that executive dysfunction where initiating the ability to conquer a task is also a barrier. Mm -hmm. But it is something that at least financially is not a barrier in place, which a lot of infertility care preys upon mm -hmm. is it is a financial cost. Yeah. Yeah, massively. And even in the holistic functional space, most coaches are thousands of dollars. I'm thousands of dollars to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, but I also make sure that all of my knowledge is for free on my podcast, on my website, blog, all that stuff. But yeah, there is a elitist thing. Yeah, absolutely. And that's in the adoption realm as well. All birth as well. I mean, I was in the UK I actually paid for all my treatment, even though there was the NHS over there. We just happened to be in a, a zone that didn't pay for it. But I had two emergency C-sections with my boys and didn't pay one cent. It was covered by NHS. You do that in America, you're talking tens of thousands with insurance. So it's a money's game. And I mean, that's a whole nother podcast too. But yes, the thing if anyone's listening to this and just really struggling about this like self-acceptance is the easiest thing I can say to someone is once you become, once you stop being the victim of your situation. So let's say you're even clinically diagnosed with like an issue. Even if you just start to switch that thought process around of like, even though I have A, B, and C, I still can do EDF because those diagnoses, those like stamps on us, those labels on us almost hinder us from what we're actually capable of doing. So even if you just take that and flip that around mentally. And so like one of the things I started doing during my infertility journey, which was super simple, I stopped saying if I get pregnant, if I get pregnant, oh, if I get pregnant. And I started saying when I get pregnant. Now, I had no evidence that that was going to happen with or without medical treatment, but just those little mind plays in your subconscious mind makes you think, oh, this is possible now. Okay, so when we get pregnant, okay, what do we need to do to make it happen because we're going to get pregnant? 
where if you keep telling yourself, well, I have this condition or I, I can't do this, I can't do that. Absolutely. Your subconscious mind is going to prove you right. Whatever that is, you are going to do that. So if you take the power back, whether or not the truth is that is right, but you believe it doesn't matter if I have that, I can still do this. It might be a different route, but I still can make it. And that's the power of the mind. And so you don't have to make it these big tasks of like, oh, I'm only going to succeed if I wake up at 5 a.m. and do yoga for an hour, meditate for an hour. Someone with ADHD, that's just not going to happen. <laughs> Absolutely not. So you've got to make it to where it is capable and possible for you to do it. But if you start to just tell yourself before you actually even start doing it that you can do it, you will do it. You will find ways for you to do it. It's really working within yourself mm -hmm. to find the way that works for you. Mm -hmm. But until someone points it out, yeah, sometimes you just need that person pointing it out like, hey, do you see this? This is all contributing to why your body is in fight or flight day in and day out. And fight or flight is not going to let you do something that adds additional stress to yourself. Yeah. So through this, I'm going to keep using infertility, even though like, I, I, what term do you use then if it's not infertility? <laughs> we can, we're trying to now say just fertility issues, right? Fertility you just have some issues. issues and issues can be sorted. Okay. Because like, I look at it and I go, my gosh, the buzz term of infertility. And then when you actually look at the research and understanding of the uterus and the hormones associated with it, I'm, I'm going to lay down some truth here. We aren't, medical community has no idea. <laughs> like, no clue. This is why we have so many problems with polycystic ovarian syndrome and endometriosis. And their cure-all for everything is go on birth control mm -hmm. and move along. And it's, it's, we just don't understand it because we couldn't actually research it which is, again, a whole nother conversation. But this, this simplicity of just manage your life, create a holistic space where you're functioning as a human as best you can will create a space that allows you to produce another one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So with this, we have all your resources in the description, but... Where do people start? Because you are you are a little isolated <laughs> from people <laughs> out in the Pacific. You're 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 not the easiest to access in person. I mean, Zoom Zoom opens the doors for everyone. But where do people start going through these fertility issues? Where do they start their journey of conception, essentially? Yeah. So you can start by just consuming information. During my journey, there was literally not like one fertility book out there to pick up. There was not one fertility podcast to listen to. So now you have a plethora of really amazing books and podcasts and blogs. Now you, you have to be, you have to start tapping into yourself though. 
because there's a lot of bad information out there. There's a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of conflicting information. And you have to really start tuning into your body. I was just talking to a client yesterday and she's in this IVF clinic. She doesn't have a gallbladder and they say, go on a keto diet. Yep. And this is a fertility expert. Doesn't have a gallbladder? (laughs) Okay. Listeners, if you don't have a gallbladder, you cannot digest fats, Mm -hmm. which is fundamental to being successful on the keto diet is eating fats Yep, because you're not eating carbs. Do you see where that could be conflict? (laughs) Oh, my. Yeah. So she went on this keto diet because she trusted this infertility doctor. And she told me, I feel like crap on it. I was like, yeah, no, like, duh. (laughs) She's like, I just stopped it. I was like, I'm glad you stopped it because that's probably one of the worst things you could be doing for your body right now. So you, this is where the radical responsibility comes in. You have to listen to your body. You have to get into tune with what your body wants. And there's so much advice and so much good advice, but it might not be good for you. So you have to really tap into yourself. And that's probably, again, I told you I was going to make it harder. One of the hardest things to do to follow your intuition, to follow your your true self, because we were not taught this. We were taught the guy with the white coat was the expert. And it's just not true anymore. They might have been at one time. I don't believe that. But <laughs> there's a time and a place for everything. So you got to you got to tap in. I think I think there are components of expertise, but we've they've become so specialized that they aren't able necessarily to look beyond. Mm-hmm. Like if you go see an endocrinologist, you're going to have an endocrinology problem. If you go see a cardiologist, you're going to have a cardiology problem. And you just don't have the overlap of them going, "Oh, Hey, do you see how you can put your hands flat on the floor and all your joints randomly dislocate? And when you stand up, you get lightheaded. Yeah, it's causing heart problems, but the fundamental issue is you're hypermobile. Yeah. Like we just don't have that good overlap and blend, which then creates less than there's intelligence within medicine, but there's not wisdom, I think is the place we want to lean, maybe. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, it it just got to a place where, like you say, it's just like, we're going to look in this one spot and we're going to hyper-focus on that and that's it. And that is so true with the fertility part. I think there's enough of us now on the internet screaming like this is not true that I think it's slowly going to flip. I think a lot of women are, unfortunately, in my coaching now, I'm actually dealing with the outfall of these women doing cycle after cycle after cycle and being actually, quote unquote, more broken mentally, physically, financially than when they just started their fertility journey. So I'm picking up the pieces now, which I get. I went through my own journey, all that. So anyways, when you when you're personally dealing with this, you got to start gathering the resources, getting the knowledge. If you don't want to do that, hire someone you trust. But take the time, really tap into your body, see what that feels like for you. Because yes, that that it could be IVF, right? Like I always say to people, like that might be your journey. 
So that's where to start. And it's not easy, but it's very, very important because if you don't do that, you will, and this is from a personal standpoint, and obviously I see my clients go through it now, you will be led down the wrong path. And there can be repercussions for your health and it makes your journey much longer because it's actually hindering your growth and your expansion than helping. Oh, Monica, I think the information that you have brought to the listeners today is just wonderful and kind of exactly what needs to be being said when it comes to understanding hey, guess what? I'm not just a uterus. I'm a whole person. And the whole person affects how the uterus responds. So I just want to say thank you for coming on the Mac Performance Podcast and sharing your expertise with the listeners. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. I loved it. All right, listeners, I hope this episode was inspiring and perhaps gave you some hope on your path to becoming a parent. And if not, maybe it is something you can share with someone that is also struggling in their journey and give them some hope that there are ways that we can deal with infertility holistically in a more affordable fashion. Now, if you are enjoying your Mac Performance Podcast episodes, please consider giving us a like, share, or follow, and write a review. If you do provide us a review, I will happily read it here on the Mac Performance Podcast, thanking you for helping us be found so that we can help other individuals on their health and wellness journey Not every episode is for everyone, but there is an episode that will help you. This episode of the Mac Performance Podcast was edited and produced by the magnificent Marissa McCool. And remember, here at the Mac Performance Podcast, we have one goal in mind, and that is to get you better faster, keep you better longer, because no one has time to be sidelined. Be healthy. Be happy. See you next time. (laughs) 